Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Over the past decade, I've worked with thousands of men. And while, of course, we do talk about basic pickup skills, a lot of what we end up talking about is the trauma that these men have suffered at the hands of women in their past relationships and how that trauma hangs on and sticks with them to shape their present reality. One thing that became incredibly clear to me, disturbingly clear, is that almost every man that I spoke to and almost every woman that I spoke to, for that matter, has at least once in their lives suffered greatly with emotional or physical abuse at the hands of a partner in their past. Now, these men and women process this trauma in a variety of different ways. Some of these ways turn out to be incredibly emotionally damaging and others very emotionally healthy. And today I'm going to talk you through my personal journey through a horribly abusive relationship when I was a younger man and how I came to learn about myself and the healthiest ways to manage abusive relationships. So, if you or someone you care about has suffered at the hands of an abusive relationship, this one's for you. I know that I haven't spoken about it a lot on this channel as yet, but my first sort of semi-long-term relationship was incredibly emotionally abusive. I found myself in a situation where I was doing everything that she'd asked me to do. I would pick her up all times of day and night from different places all over the city. I would, um, I deferred my university for a year because I was studying two degrees, uh, engineering and commerce, and I didn't have a lot of spare time. And she wanted me to have more time to hang out with her. So I deferred my uni for a year to hang out with her. I had an investment property that I had started investing in with my parents to be smart with money. And that meant that I didn't have a lot of money to spend to go out with my partner. And she convinced me made me, the way I saw it, sell that property, sell that portion of the property back to my parents so I'd have more money to go out and party with her. And then over time, things got progressively worse and they got progressively more abusive. And it reached a point where we'd have a really massive argument and she said the only way she'd forgive me is if I bought her some nice jewelry. I'm not proud of this, but I, I did. I actually went out to the store and I bought some jewelry for her. And I gave it to her and she looked at it and she looked at me and she said to me that it wasn't the right kind of jewelry, that I'd have to bring it back to the store and get her something else that she liked more. I did this stuff. This was the relationship that I found myself in. And I would consistently promise myself that it was going to get better, that the relationship would improve because she would love bomb me with love and affection and make me feel like everything was okay. And then use the threat of ending the relationship to force me to do things for her. And I let her do that, you know, and eventually I did. I became, after two years of this, I, I gathered the courage to break up with her. And I said, I have to break up with you. This isn't working. And she didn't let me. She said, no, we're not going to break up. That's not what's going to happen. And And I was so far into this relationship. I was so under her thumb at the time that we kept dating for another year and a half. Towards the end of the relationship, um, I would be out and about at parties, house parties, gatherings, barbecues. And now and again, she'd say that one of her friends was interested in this guy and 
could I meet him and, you know, just see whether he's a good guy for her friend? And sure, why not? I'd go over to this guy, she'd introduce me, I'd shake his hand, we'd have a great chat. And I'd come back and say, yeah, he seems like a good guy, or no, he doesn't, whatever. And it turns out that she was sleeping with this guy. So she was just kind of passively, aggressively torturing me, playing a head game. And so I got out of this relationship, finally. We split up. And I was, I was mad. I was frustrated. I was, I felt so used and I felt so abused by this relationship that it wasn't just her I was mad at. It was women. This was something that women were doing to me and, and I couldn't abide by it. And I thought to myself, I had a thought that I know a lot of guys have when they go through something like this. I thought, you women are going to play a game with me. I'm going to play a game with you and I'm going to play it better. So I started hitting on everything that moved. I thought, you know what? I'm going to get what I want from women now. Now it's the era of Damien. And so that's what I did. I went out and I just hit on everything. And I, you know, I got involved in the early pickup artist days. I was 21 years old at this time and I was going hell for leather and I didn't care what I had to say. I didn't care how I had to, what head games I had to play. I didn't care who I had to hurt along the way. I would quite happily tell women that I was interested in a relationship just to get laid because in my head it was justified. They would manipulate me, so I'm going to manipulate them. This was the dialogue that was happening in my head. And, and I'm not proud of this. You know, I, I, I hurt a lot of decent women along this path, along this journey. I even got into a few relationships, short-term relationships with women, and I cheated on them the whole way through. And the reason I did it was because I said to myself, well, they're cheating on me, the hell with them. You know, F those girls, they started it. And that's how I felt. And I was making the world a worse place, but I didn't feel that at the time. I felt like this was something that women had created. It was their fault and they'd have to deal with it. And honestly, I believed that I was happy. I believe that I was happy. There were there were some warning, red, some red flags out there, though. I found that I was incredibly sensitive to my status. I had a great status anxiety. Like, was this guy trying to tear me down for my position? Was Did this person represent a threat? Did this girl say something that threatened my social status? Did this person put something up on social media that upset me and threatened my status? I was hyper, hyper conscious of this. Everything to me was a social game. So... Every, everything a woman might or might not say, I perceived to be a game, to be a manipulative tactic. Whether it was intended or not, it was manipulation. The world was out to try to manipulate me. These were signs that I wasn't paying attention to, as well as signs that I was slowly developing a very a creeping sense of depression and loneliness because I was isolated from the world. I was isolated from women, especially, but also men to a large degree because I didn't trust anyone at this point. Back then, the MGTOW, the Men Going Their Own Way movement, didn't exist. And for those of you who don't know, Men Going Their Own Way is essentially a group of men who believe that women are out to use men. Um, and essentially just the, the concept of hypergamy, where women basically want to use men for the resources, and that's all men are, a walking resource. And once men have no resources left, they'll move on to the next man. And heck, if, if, if I had have known, if this movement had have existed in mass back then, I would have joined happily. I would have been a very proud member of the MGTOW movement because I was angry at women. And boy, does misery love company. Um, those of you who know me know, now know that I'm not a fan of the MGTOW movement. I think it's dangerous. 
but it does. It forms a community where men who are hurt by women can come together and share in their, in their, in their, their anger at women together. This is the most common way that I see men responding to being hurt badly by women. And, and it, it, it makes sense, you know. At the time, I thought that all women were manipulative. And why? Because if this woman, who I believed so strongly, was a great woman, was a woman of integrity and honesty, and I believed all those things, and she could manipulate me and play, play me so badly, that meant every woman must be willing to do this to men. And so I, I put that label on women. So the only way to protect myself and the only way that many men feel that they can protect themselves is by shutting off emotionally, especially from women. We like to wrap ourselves in this cloak of protection where we become hyper selfish, um, hyper cold and insensitive because it's, it's a way to stay on top. And I believed, I believed that I was winning. And a lot of the men in this position believe this is the only way to stay safe from the pain that they've suffered in the past. But living this way caused me to become very emotionally stunted and cut off from the world. And it made it very hard to self-improve because through all this pain I was going through, I really wanted to be a better man. That was my life mission, was to learn to be the best version of me that I could be. And I quickly realized there was a problem and there was a very tough pill that I had to swallow. And this is really the theme of today's video when it comes to dealing and managing with post-relationship abuse, emotional troubles, is accountability. Now, accountability is a seriously sensitive topic for anyone who's suffered any kind of physical or mental abuse because to be to feel like to take accountability, to have accountability, to feel like you played a role in this problem manifesting suggests or can feel like you are saying, I deserve this and I did not deserve to be abused. I didn't deserve to be emotionally manipulated. I didn't deserve to be cheated on and hurt and used up. I didn't deserve that. No man or woman deserves that kind of treatment. That's not what accountability is. And that, that was hard thing for me to swallow. I was lucky to have some really incredible friends that I could ask, how do you see me? How do you see my strengths and weaknesses? And, and they gave some very honest answers. And I also got heavily involved in men's work, men's self-development, men's groups, where I could be surrounded by men who'd give me brutally honest feedback. And I had to accept some things about what was going on with myself and my ex. What was my accountability? I'll tell you. I'll tell you some of it because there's a lot of it and I don't want this video to get too long. First of all, in this relationship, I didn't think about it, but in my relationship with my ex, I didn't have strong boundaries. And that's probably obvious to you hearing me tell my story. And the difficulty is what a woman wants is she wants to know where her man's boundaries are. So she pushes to find the boundaries and when she doesn't find any, she keeps pushing. And when she keeps pushing and doesn't find any, she feels frustrated and angry because to her, to a woman, that, that, that feels like she can't trust her man. And so she keeps pushing and keeps pushing. And if you keep allowing it, a woman will keep pushing and keep pushing. That doesn't make her a bad human being. That's just what she looks for in a man. And then, but there was so much more. You see, in this relationship, I had a certain way that I believed you should be loved, like certain rules of love and, and affection. And I was trying to force her to give me love and affection the way I thought she should. You know, I was trying to enforce these rules of a relationship and I was trying to manipulate her to do that. You know, I would use my love and affection to force her to behave a certain way. So I was manipulative in my own way without, you know, not, it wasn't so obvious, you know, to tell the story like I did about the stuff that she got me to do, but I was, I was incredibly emotionally manipulative in the relationship. I just didn't realize it. I was using 
a lot of nice guy tactics. I was trying to be nice to, to make her like me, which was a form of manipulation in itself. And any time that she didn't do things in the relationship that I wanted her to, I would make her feel inadequate because I'd create an argument and I'd tell her that it wasn't good enough and she wasn't being a good girlfriend. And so I would create fights. It wasn't that I was fighting with her. A lot of guys think that, hey, I fight with my girlfriend plenty, therefore I'm not a pushover. But, you know, I learned in the relationship too that I would create fights about the small things so that I didn't have to argue about the really big things that actually mattered. So there were constantly petty little arguments being created by me. And that was me convincing myself that I was standing up for my needs, but actually it was just me creating arguments out of unnecessary topics. So there was a lot of this kind of stuff going on in the relationship. And I was in my own way creating a lot of resentment from her. And she was a young girl. I mean, we started dating when we were 16, guys. Right? We were together for four years until I was 20. We were young kids. She was a young kid trying to sort her shit out. And here is a guy trying to emotionally like coerce her, making her feel bad about herself if she didn't behave exactly the way he wanted her to behave. There was stuff going on. There was a dance going on between my, me and my first girlfriend. So did, did taking this accountability disempower me? It didn't. It didn't even make me feel horrible or guilty. What it did was it liberated me. And why did it liberate me? It liberated me because all of a sudden, I wasn't in the prison of feeling like there was nothing I could do to prevent this happening to me again. Because once I had accountability for the way that I had contributed to this situation arising, I knew for certain this situation could never happen to me again. And it never did. It never happened to me again. All of a sudden, I would date women and women would treat me well. They'd have respect for me because I had respect for me. I would set really strong, clear boundaries, even if it disappointed women at times. I had a clearer sense of who I was and I drew those lines in the sand. And and as a result, I wasn't getting treated badly anymore. It just, it didn't happen. And I realized that the world isn't full of women who are out to hurt men. And I know, I know that the world can look like that. This is the problem. When you're a guy who's suffered badly in an emotionally abusive relationship, it seems like every woman you meet, everywhere you look, women are trying to manipulate you. And they're trying to just, just take everything they can and not give anything back. And it feels like every woman must be like that. But, but the world isn't actually like that. You see, there's a rule in the world that, that I think everyone watching needs to understand. And that is, the world will give you what you will put up with. And that is so true. If, you know, we've heard it a lot. You may have heard this. I've heard it a lot. That um, rapists and, and people who mug people, you know, criminals, are very good at picking victims. And in fact... If you've been mugged or raped or abused in the past, the odds of your being mugged or raped or abused again in the future go up dramatically. Now, why is that? And it's, it's a weird thing, right? It's, it's, if you line up a whole bunch of people who, who abuse people one way or another and tell them who they would pick. So someone who mugs people, right? A guy who mugs people in the street. He will, they will all pick the same people to mug. They will all pick the same people to abuse. They'll all pick rapists, all pick the same kind of women. What is it? How does that work? Well, it's because there is something to do with whatever the way that we go through our lives and we become targets for people who are going to behave like this because the world will give us what we will put up with. 
That doesn't mean that you deserve it. It doesn't mean that you've earned it. There's a direct correlation between the way that you perceive the world and interact with the world and the way the world is going to treat you. And so, yes, when you start to take accountability for the bad that's happened to you, I'm just talking to men here. Let's talk into other thorny topics, but just talking to men who have suffered with emotional abuse, the second you take accountability, the world will change. The quality of women that you'll bring into your lives will change dramatically. And so I know this can be a very tough pill to swallow, but guys, I want you all to learn from my journey because the ghost of your relationship's past can haunt you for a very long time and it can lead you down a very dark and unhappy path. And that isn't the only way to go through life. It's normally this time that I say something funny and playful, but honestly, guys, let me know. Have you suffered in an abusive relationship in the past? I'd Talk about it in the comments below. I, I want you to feel not alone. I want you to realize how many men there are who have suffered. Um, and I want you to realize that you're not alone. I want you to realize that there is more than one way to deal with this and process this stuff. To lead a life where you are as happy as possible and get the love from the world that you deserve. I hope you've enjoyed this video. Subscribe to my channel so you don't miss any of my future ones. I'm Damien. Have a fantastic week. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash sincere seduction audiobook, all one word, to grab the audiobook version of my award-winning book, Sincere Seduction, which is an end-to-end -end guide to approaching and attracting women. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.